I think I'm starting to get what people love Shane Black for. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 413 with a review of The Nice Guys. I'm Christopher Schneezy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, we are talking about The Nice Guys. Um, it's sad that we don't have cars with us because it's another Shane, it, Shane it Black film. It feels so sad. Yeah. Like... <laughs> If Sarah gets mad at us on a normal week, like the week we're reviewing a Shane Black movie and Carson isn't here to even like correct my mistakes, <laughs> it's going to be rough. Yeah, but she might be pleasantly surprised at uh, the reactions of 50% of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think so. We'll find out. I More than 50%, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I do have to confess right off the gate that I was going to revisit kiss kiss bang bang before recording this and i didn't get around to it just like i didn't get around to watching dog tooth or any of the other things i was going to do this weekend yeah. so um didn't do my homework haven't seen lethal weapon in a very long time either i'm going in this with iron man 3 as my main shane black touchstone <laughs> and just mostly taking this movie for what it is not for who who wrote it well, everyone knows that uh, I don't do any homework, and I haven't seen a movie made before 2000-whatever, so I'm just going to go in having watched this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just two hacks gabbing about movies, <laughs> yeah, guffawing I'm pretty... and guffawing. <laughs> I'm pretty much completely ignoring the fact that I have any knowledge of anybody involved in this film at all, and uh, we're, we're just going to go in. I like that gladiator guy, though. He was nice. <laughs> what yes, else was, was he in? Uh, he, he was in that movie where he sang and fell off a bridge, right? Oh, man, he was my favorite part. <laughs> Said right. no one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the notebook guy, though, man, what, what's he been up to for the last, like, ten years? I think he's an Uber driver. <laughs> cool. cool. But, uh, yeah, what do you say we get into this episode? Let's do it. All right, we are going to take a listen to the trailer for The Nice Guys and then come back and give you a review. Passenger service. March, we're gonna play a game. I think you have the wrong house. It's called Shut Up Unless You're Me. I love that game. You're a private investigator? Just 20 bucks in there, all right? Just take it. No, I told you. I'm not here for that. I'm a messenger. Give me a lift on him. No! Yeah, come on. No. When you're talking to your doctor, no. you tell him you have a spiral fracture. No! Deep breath. No. I'm not in the yellow pages. If you got trouble with someone, you might ask around for me, Jackson Healy. I work for the Department of Justice. My daughter, Amelia, is in danger. Please find her, protect her. March, Jack Healy. I'm not here to hurt you, so I'm gonna ask you a question. No. How stupid do you think I am? I got a license to carry, dumbass. And ever since your little visit, this little baby's gonna stay right here. Don't move. There's a couple of people I trust say you're pretty good at this. I want you to find Amelia. 
You're the guy who beat up my dad. Sucker punched your dad. Seen this girl? She's got dark hair. Name's Amelia. Who's in it for me? He'll stop doing it. Don't lie. Dad? The mob is trying to spread its operation to Los Angeles. Somehow, Amelia is involved. One thing we know for sure, something funny's going on. The world's worst detective. Look at the bright side. Nobody got hurt. People got hurt. I'm saying I think they died quickly, though, so I don't think that they got hurt. All right, so the uh, the nice guys is a story of uh, two nice guys. <laughs> one of them is a little private investigator, and the other one gets paid to take care of problems for people. And they both somehow get stuck uh, working towards finding a particular person who's involved in something, and they have to figure out why they're both looking for this person and figure out what the greater mystery of what's going on is. Um, Stephen, what did you think about this film? Um, yeah, so I think I, I must have given you the wrong impression when we discussed it, I think, in the same breath that we discussed The Lobster. Um, I think <laughs> maybe I just didn't praise it strongly enough uh, because I thought this was great, The Nice Guys. I mean, it was it was a very funny movie. Um, I think the the L.A. vibe, the kind of satire of the L.A. noir scene, I think is very entertaining um i really like the both of the performances i think were pretty wonderful um i think ryan gosling definitely proved that he has great physical comedy chops like i had not i feel like i saw that a little bit in like the steve carell movie he did and a few other things uh but for the most part i had not seen him be this funny before and he does great but but i think really uh Russell Crowe is the MVP of the movie for me. I mean, I thought his character, every scene he's in is just hilarious. Um, and yeah, th- this is just a very straight up goofy buddy cop type comedy. Like, you know, a misfit pair of guys who are going chasing down this kind of red herring uh, noir thing where the plot doesn't matter nearly as much as the level of violence and the continual um you know clues that they're following and yeah i don't know i just thought it was hilarious i love i love the way it treats the main characters i love the kind of gross 70s la that they present with all these like you know terrible porn stars and people killing each other and (laughs) every so every fight in this movie i don't know if it was my imagination or if it was real but every time russell crowe is doing something heroic an extra gets shot in the background. <laughs> yes, so somebody, some innocent bystander is basically taken out. And and it's just great. Like, the movie never addresses that. It never... Basically, this is just a very fun, entertaining movie. Um, I feel like it would diminish it to compare it to the other guys because, like, that was much more of just a straightforward comedy. And I think this has a lot more going for it in terms of, like, having a a snappy screenplay and great 
lead performances. But for me, this was just a solidly entertaining movie. Like, good laughs, a story that propels you along, but never never really keeps you puzzled. Like, the, the whole broader thing about the um, the automotive industry and everything, I think that's clearly just like inherent vice it like it had to be about something so they made this be the thing it's about yeah but the point is the adventure and yeah i i really liked it and i almost (laughs) have very little to say because it was just a net positive experience uh the only negative i think i could point out in this movie is that kim basinger's character did not work for me that well it was like everyone else was a comedy actor in a comedy movie, and she like didn't get the memo <laughs> for who she was supposed to be playing. Um, she was not acting. She was actually just, she is that person. Yeah, that, that's just who she is. Uh, and, and I do have to say, like if, if, as no one is meant to do, you were to put the plot under a microscope, then a few decisions the characters make don't make very much sense. But f- it, that's not what this movie is about. Uh, this is about very entertaining performances following this kind of winding noir mystery that is going to end in a lot of people getting shot and people not learning much of anything. And yeah, I I thought it was great. How did you like it, Chris? Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, we, we briefly talked about it before we started recording and before we started recording, I mean the other day, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but and, and also backing up real fast, one of the reasons I was saying that Sarah might be surprised by at least 50% of the opinion on this episode was not because I thought that maybe you didn't like it that much, but it's mostly because you tend to skew middle on things that I like am diametrically opposed to for things that Carson is really into. So of the two of us, I would assume I would be the one that um, she would think would disapprove of this film the most. And on top of that, because, as you mentioned, the the overall plot of this film is somewhat inconsequential to to what makes the film so fun. It seems like a thing that I would possibly, in a universe, uh, come down a little bit harder on. Like, you know, the story didn't really make a whole lot of sense and it seemed kind of stupid. And, and, you know, where characters are getting insights from don't really matter. But none of that really matters to me at all. I mean, th- this was one of the most fun experiences I've had in a movie theater recently. Uh, you know, the, the really every ounce of it is, is, is pretty damn hilarious. Like j- j- even, even the th- scenes that are just simply characters spitting lines of dialogue back and forth that aren't necessarily meant to be funny are still funny just because of the way the characters interact with each other. Um, I, I was a huge fan of Russell Crowe also, but I still think that Ryan Gosling is, is the MVP of this. Uh, I think, I mean, we're used to seeing him as the, the super the suave character. Yeah. Suave heart, heart throb guy. And, and in this movie, he's really just like, <laughs> just, he's just the worst. Like he's just a dumb, he's like a bumbling fool. And it, it, he, he kind of has that, um, uh, He's, he's kind of got a little bit of a Jack Sparrow vibe going on to where he's simultaneously the best investigator and the worst investigator that's ever existed. And I really dug the way he he dealt with that. Um, the, the scenario surrounding everything is just utterly ridiculous, but it's, I don't know, there, there, is, there is a playful nature to this film that is just something that you're not really seeing in most of the stuff we've been watching recently. And... Really, it was it was just a film that I ate up 
I enjoyed every second of it. And um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for words for it too. It's just, I, I went into it thinking this movie looks kind of fun. And what I got was so much, so much more fun and entertaining than, than what I expected to see uh, that it's, it just gets huge, huge thumbs up for me. Yeah. And I think you are right that this is the kind of movie where it isn't obvious that Christopher Schnazy would enjoy it. Um, like, it, it's hard to pin down a genre because Shane Black is clearly playing with a bunch of genre tropes here. But I think it's it's very much an exploitation flick, right? It's like a very, very pulpy... Like, that opening scene is just the pulpiest thing I've seen yeah, in a long yeah, time. Yeah. It's really um, ridiculous on so many levels. I mean, it, it, it's all about, like, you know, sex and violence in heavy, heavy measure with this kind of... Just a, a very coked out vibe um but i think maybe the reason it works so well is it isn't it isn't unpleasant like like it also happens to be very funny and entertaining it isn't like like ruthless to the audience or anything yeah um, and I, I think that makes all the difference in the world like these characters are fun to watch going about their crazy adventure um i should say by the way like in a in a year that brought us uh, extremely loud and incredibly Mowgli, um, <laughs> I think uh, the girl who plays Holly March, uh, Angry Rice, Anjori Rice, her name can't be Angry. That's too weird. Um, but I thought she was great. Like like clearly the the precocious child with the moral compass is a thing we've seen before. But I think she. The dynamic between her and Ryan Gosling, I think, is really, really nicely done in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, like, it never felt cloying or eye-rolling. It was always, like, like they are the two buddies in this movie, I think, that really complement each other. And Russell Crowe is just kind of comic relief. Yeah, and, and, and what they do with her, like, her, in some ways, she is sort of the... Uh, uh, Penny's the the girl from Inspector Gadget, right? Yeah. Their name, yeah, yeah. She, she's sort of like that character in in this story a bit. Like she's kind of doing her own thing, and kind of she, you know, wants to help out and be part of this, and kind of gets herself thrust into it in a way that that is, it's ridiculous in the context of why would this little girl be around all these like sex parties and stuff like that, <laughs> but but it, but it comes off in a way that like. No one questions it. Like Russell Crowe, somehow the guy who gets paid to walk around and be the shit out of people who owe people money, or just somebody says like, "Hey, I don't like this person. Can you beat them up?" And he goes and does it. He's the one person who's like, "Hey, I, your dad says you shouldn't be here. Let, let let's go take you out of here." But like all <laughs> the other people at the party are just totally fine. Like, oh, that makes sense. She's here. Yeah, I mean, th- this exists in a world in a kind of very grimy LA where no one has a moral code at all basically yeah, you're, yeah. you're just watching people and i i really like how for a movie that's clearly going for like if not satirizing the genre at least like clearly making fun or playing with it um i feel like shane black doesn't make any character be just an exaggeration in any one direction like like ryan gosling's character you know he is supposed to be kind of the f- up, uh private detective right yeah. like this is his role, but there are there are plenty <laughs> just, of scenes. 
Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just... I, when you said fuck up detectives, I just immediately started thinking of, like, a scene that I won't say because I don't want to spoil it. But just there, there's immediately... Th- like, I just think of things that the character does, like his decisions and his attempts to be, like, smart or crafty and just how that pans out for him at every single turn. And yeah. it, it still makes me laugh now. But at the same time, like, I think I know at least one scene you're talking about. And so th- there's one scene where, without spoiling it, you basically go on a roller coaster from he's the worst to, <laughs> wow, he's actually really good at this, to, no, he's actually the worst, <laughs> to maybe, like, it, like it ends in a place where it isn't either, basically. It's just like Russell Crowe's character, like, he kind of starts out by being a, like, gruff beat-em-up guy, but he clearly has, if not a heart of gold, he at least has, like, a very strong feeling of right and wrong. And the movie constantly undercuts that by making every time he fights someone, a person gets shot in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't care, right? And and so I feel like the movie does a... It has a lot of fun with the idea that none of these people are, like, holy or good, but they're also not terrible either. They're just, like... <laughs> mildly shitty people living in a world of even shittier people yeah but it, but it almost exists in like a cartoon world right like this is a this is a cartoon la where there's like cartoon crooked people doing cartoon crooked things like it, it's it's super ridiculous in a way that is is nowhere near realistic um but i, I don't know it, it, it basically it just hits that mark so perfectly that it 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 it's just this brilliant execution of it <laughs> and i think it has exactly the joy of a good genre flick which is like there are beats that you know are coming like there's a moment toward the very end of the movie when i don't know how to say this without being spoilery there's a reveal of sorts but i think most people in the audience know it is coming because it has to be coming like yeah. like and you feel all the joy of knowing like this is about to happen and this is going to be a lot of fun to watch and it it just felt very old school like it had that it had that fun of watching an adventure movie where you know exactly what is going to happen but you can't wait to watch it happen and yeah. I, I feel like a lot of movies don't give that to me where like i can call what's about to happen but have a big dumb grin on my face while, while i watch it unfold well, I, th- I think that really comes down to just the fact that the characters are so spectacular that it really doesn't matter what they're doing, <laughs> it's going to be fun. Like, I'll watch these people go to a drive through and order food together, right? Like, a- anything they're going to do is going to be awesome. So even, like, towards the end of the film, like, the back of my head, the little Krishnaji part started started saying, like, is this plot really going to just, like, not resolve at all? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it, like, basically in the part where you're saying, like, you know something's coming, I was just kind of like, I was like, I feel like there's just not a lot of effort went into putting together this whole story. And then when they when they bring it around, it's sort of, it's sort of like the loosest, silliest way to bring it all around. But I'm still like, yeah, I accept that. That totally makes sense to me. <laughs> I, I mean, so, so, okay, I... <laughs> This is going to be very hard without spoilers, but th- this movie, the the characters are so fun to watch 
it doesn't matter that about like two thirds of the way through the movie, a thing has to happen to make uh, Jackson Healy and Holland March leave the person that they are protecting. And the motivation that brings them, like makes them leave is completely nonsense to me. Oh yeah, oh yeah, like, for sure. Like it, it feels like it was just ripped out of another movie. <laughs> or like there's like two pages of script that they just cut and decided not to, uh, not to have anymore. I mean, but it, it, it 100%, 100% makes makes sense why Ryan Gosling has to leave. But I feel like yeah. Russell Crowe is smart enough to not, right? Yeah, but but my point in that is that didn't even matter. Like I can. I can pick holes in it now and look back and feel like, oh, that was kind of dumb or that didn't make a lot of sense. But at the time, like the big dumb grin didn't leave my face because this this just isn't a movie where the way the plot goes is important for anything. This is just a movie where you are you're watching this thing unfold where the direction it's going is kind of set, but watching the way the characters interact and the little quippy bits of dialogue they get or even just the pure slapstick like there's a lot of slapstick in this movie and it it's just a lot of fun it yeah. it can't misstep even when it missteps the the chemistry is just too good yeah like in my head like every time you start talking about little things i'm just remembering scene after scene of visual gag and little slapstick moment or uh silly lines of dialogue or stupid sit- situations that the characters get into and I think it's been a long time since I've sat through a comedy where I specifically remember so many little moments from the film. Like, usually there's, like, a couple of really big laughs, and you remember the overall silly plot, and then everything else is sort of just kind of, you know, in the middle. Like, this is, this is just constant little things that just seeing a reference to it or hearing a reference to it makes me laugh in my head, if not out loud. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. shortest episode ever. <laughs> yeah, and stuff. And stuff. I've, what's hilarious is I basically, I've heard so many people say and stuff, and I just, I, I want to tell them don't say and stuff, but they won't, unless they've seen the film, they'll think that I'm actually correcting them and just being a jerk to them. Uh, mm-hmm. But it still it made it. me laugh the last time you did it. <laughs> Should we just uh, get to the verdict then? Yeah, I feel I feel guilty, but without Carson, like I can say that I really enjoyed this movie, but there's not like that many layers to unpack for me. <laughs> it doesn't help that I was like mildly buzzed watching it. <laughs> it Which hurt. is completely appropriate, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially considering <laughs> Ryan Gosling's character. <laughs> Uh, this is like the only movie that makes it funny to watch a grown man drink and force his young daughter to drive the car. <laughs> but anyway, so officially, officially, uh, must see, reckoned with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or must avoid. Uh, must see. I think I'm starting to get what people love Shane Black for <laughs> with with this movie. Uh, yeah, I agree. This is a must see for me as well. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, not that I thought it wouldn't be good. I thought it would be funny, but I just it was even funnier and more amazing than I thought it could be. And I'm definitely glad that I saw it. So that uh two two must sees from us. And will this actually be the shortest episode we've done? I think maybe the good dinosaur was shorter than this. <laughs> yeah, it 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 
it won't be the shortest because there's stuff that gets added in junk when we're editing. So don't say in junk. (laughs) But usually, like I'm looking at the timestamp now, and it seems really short. But I know that once everything is added and the episode's completed, it'll be a little bit longer. But it is it is a nice short succinct episode. So yay for that. But anyways, that is going to bring us to the end of this review of the nice guys. Uh, Steven, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? I can't even think of a good reference to throw in. <laughs> so if you want to find me, you can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. People can find me over at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning or like us at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com. You can use the contact form on our site, or you can call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to The Nice Guys, so hopefully you are enjoying that. Um, is X-Men... Is that is that the next film? I, I guess so. So since we're skipping it, I might as well give a mini Stephen <laughs> recommends uh, to the movie The Lobster, uh, which we both also saw this weekend. I think Chris was not so hot on it, but I I love this movie. Uh, I thought it was hilarious, darkly funny. It was like if if Charlie Kaufman and Wes Anderson had like a very depressed, cynical baby, <laughs> or if they moved into a double room got in arguments over whether you should be like whimsical about life being meaningless or be very heartfelt about it and they were given a child to make them stop yelling and the lobster is that child (laughs) Um, (laughs) just very very quirky has a lot to say about life and relationships and very darkly funny yeah i'm curious how carson felt about it but i really liked it so watch the nice guys and watch the lobster Maybe when he returns, we we'll circle back on it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, thank you for joining me, Stephen. Thanks for having me, and thank you guys all for listening. We will see you next time. Yeah.